And we've been talking about how to fight fair. Amen. We know that in relationships uh, or in life period, you will have what? Arguments. You'll have disagreements. Amen. And sometimes in those disagreements, we don't respond the way that we should. Am I right about it? Sometimes, and I had a conversation with the brothers on yesterday. I guess I can tell them I can say this. Conversation I had with the brothers, I said, listen, uh, I said, we're men. And if you have an issue, not an issue, but if something comes up, right, and, you know, you you feel like, you know, whatever, however you feel, right, offended or whatever, I said, but not only are we men, but we're brothers in Christ. And what I said to them, I said, listen, if, if something comes up, come talk to me. Amen. Here's the thing. Come talk to me or whoever you have an issue with, you talk to them. Don't just fade off the scene. You know, I put, you know, we just kind of just say what we need to say, right? Don't just fade off the scene and be angry. And then you, you are harboring, come on somebody, you're harboring resentment. You're harboring uh, discord in your heart for somebody or something. You find them saying, you're not going to like everything where you go. Am I right about it? So rather than backing away, if you said that God was the one that placed you here, come on, y'all with me? Amen. Then if something happens, you come talk to me. Amen. Or talk to the brother or whoever you may feel may have what? Offended you. Because how many of you know that in this life, you, you're not always going to get things your way. Come on and say amen. Now, what I've been talking about in this series is the fact that, you know, when we fight, what we often do is we often assassinate. Amen. And I'm going to show you something here in a minute, okay? We always say things, we say things like, you always do that. Yeah, people always say that about you. Come on, somebody. Right? So here's the thing, right? If you're talking to your loved one, right? Spouse, whatever, child, maybe, maybe your boss, right? And they say, you're always doing this. What, is that, what does that do to you? How, how does that, what does it do? Put you on the defense. You didn't attack the problem. You attacked the what? The person. And see, what we've learned in arguments, wherever we learned how to argue, we've learned how to attack people rather than attack the what? Problem. So let's dive into it today. Amen? Amen. All right? All right. Um, if you have your handout, it says, how do we fight what? Fair, right? But we talked about number one last week. What did I say last week? I said something very key about when you get into disagreements, when you get into arguments. What is a key thing I said, and I hope you remember. Be honest and not rude. Okay, that's one, but that's, that's, that's close. The key thing, huh? Let things of the past go. All right, that's good. Die to self. Okay. Change your heart. You, you're close. Put on the full armor. 
Go ahead. Come on, give her a hand. Give her a hand. Give her a hand, y'all. Our struggle or battle is not with people. Don't you know that Satan will use strategies, principalities. I told you what, principalities and powers where? In heavenly places. So therefore, the struggle is a spiritual struggle. And that's when you put on the what? The full armor of God. That, what does that really mean? Protect your mind. That's the helmet. I'm going to deal with that today. Breastplate of righteousness. Cover your heart. Because what goes into your heart comes out in your living. And if you have lodged in your heart a whole lot of offenses. You hear what I'm saying to you? What? Offenses from things that have happened and you have not really dealt with it and you're walking around with it in your heart, you will consistently hold that person hostage. Ask me how I know. <laughs> you live long enough, you, you know, you realize that what we've really done is we've kept the counts on people. Oh, they did this to me and and, and you know, back, and, and then look, you rectified it with them, but you're still talking about it. Amen. But the struggle is not with them. Struggle isn't with them. The devil will use strategies to make you think it's that person. But deep down inside, you don't know what that person's going through. You don't really know how deep they've been hurt, but not only that, but here's the thing. We haven't really been taught how to fight. So all through our lives, we have did it the best, but you know who modeled it? Our parents. Come on now. Listen, uh, there wasn't no, well, let's negotiate in my house. I don't know where you grew up. <laughs> But uh, come on, anybody with me? Whole bunch of F-bombs and G-bombs and you ain't this and get out and you know what I mean? You know, stuff in the, you come home and you see stuff in the front yard and y'all ain't, y'all, y'all haven't been, y'all ain't lived like that. Not, not y'all. Y'all live in the suburbs all your Christian life, all your life. Amen. But, but tell your neighbor, I've seen some dysfunction. But I am a new creature in Christ. And as a believer of Jesus Christ, I have a new way of living. I have a new way of thinking. But, but sometimes it's so hard to, to grasp what God is trying to change in me. Come on, somebody. I'm going I'm to help you today. I'm going to help you today, y'all. So the first thing we do is we fight. on. We're not fair, y'all. Tell, tell the truth. Listen, and, and, I, and I'll say this to you real quick. Let me just say this to you, right? When you make someone feel bad so that you can win the fight, you haven't won. What happens to people when they go back and forth? But no, you don't understand. But no, 
You don't understand. And at the end of the day, watch this. What we end up doing is we end up assassinating their character. And we leave them, watch this. We leave them the same way we met them. Listen to this. What you need to do, first thing, we need to show respect, watch this, for the other other person's opinion. Write that down somewhere. Now, I'm not saying that their opinion is right. (laughs) But I'm going to respect your opinion because you do have an opinion. Now, don't come forcing your opinion now just because nobody, you know, just because I ain't listening. And that's how most couples stay arguing all the time. You don't respect my opinion. My opinion means nothing to you. Are you with me? Uh, Always look at the person, try to put yourself in that person's shoes. That's hard to do. I tried that. That's difficult to do. <laughs> I tried and I just give in. I'm oh, shoot, forget that. I don't want to see it that way. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. Y'all hear me? Do we talking for real? All right. Who's the battle with? Huh? Principalities, powers, the devil. Okay. But but the fact the battle also is with you. Okay, you want your opinion. You want to be heard, right? Or what you do, or, or this? Do you find yourself saying things like, "You always." Amen. You never, you never listen to me. Now, when you make that statement, it's an untrue statement. It's an untrue statement because here's the thing. If you're going to deal in generalities, deal with generalities. But if you're going to be with specifics, when you say that, you're saying something what? You never listen. No, I didn't listen maybe a few other times and then that other time and then that other time and then all of a sudden there's a buildup. And now you attack the person and not what? Not the what? The problem. Number two on your, uh, on your list. You are what? When you do what? Why is it so hard to get over the past, y'all? Why do we struggle so much? Why do we struggle? Somebody said the struggle real. Did somebody just say that? You owned it, huh? The struggle's real, huh? All right. Okay, struggle's real. Go to Matthew for me. Chapter 18. And verse 21. Matthew chapter 18, verse 21. It's in the context of 
Uh, it is in the context of discipline, church discipline, which many of us, some people don't like that church discipline stuff. All right? You, we're not always going to be on the same page, y'all. All right? And you got to understand that in your marriage, you're not going to, in your relationships, you're not always going to be on the same page as your kids. All right? And then, and let me say this to parents. Stop trying to make your kids see it your way especially when they pass a certain age, okay? But let me say something to you. In my house, I break them down while they mm back there, okay? They can mm all they want. They're going to listen, all right? Now, whether they choose to do it, that's on them. But I'm not going to not tell them, but I'm not, I used to force my will. Now I just say, okay, here you go. You know, you, you choose. And then they always come back, tucked in. Why are you always right, Daddy? I'm like, because I am. Look what he says. Then Peter came and said to him, Lord, how often shall my what? Sin against me and I what? Now, Jewish law says what? Seven times. This is Peter asking Jesus this. Look at verse 22. He says what? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to what? But what up to what? How many times is that? 400 and what? 490 times. Now here's the point behind the passage. If you're keeping count, he said at least by 460 you should be tired of keeping count. That's why Jesus did it like that. He See, the problem with most of us, we struggle with this forgiveness piece. We really do. It's like, but you don't understand, they hurt me. I get it. But, but notice what Jesus said. Notice the context. It says what? If your brother. Key point. If you're who? If you're who? Ah. So forgiveness, I believe, is something that we must exercise in our relationships because the only way to let the person go or to you to for you to truly be freed, you you got to forgive. And that's one of the hardest things for us to do. Seven times seven. Look at said in verse 23. He says, For this reason the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man. Who wished to what? All right, I don't want to go there. Somebody read number two for me on your handout. It's rooted in what? Sinful baggage. Amen. Go to uh, Proverbs 12, 19. Proverbs 12 and 19. What does it say? For what? Forever. Now that's, that's what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. When you say something about somebody, Make sure that what you're saying is truthful. 
Because let me show you something. The enemy will have you saying things, half-truths, or believing half-truths about what they really did to you. You understand what I'm saying? And then what we do is we elaborate on it, and then we make it like our thing, and then now we're mad. Come on, y'all. I'm I'm telling you what I know. Seriously. And it's sinful baggage that we're carrying around. And it is sinful to walk around with unforgiveness in your heart. You see, because the Bible says, as God has forgiven you, so you should forgive others. And I believe that many of us, the reason why we can't get along, you ever, anybody ever tell you you were difficult? <clears throat> anybody ever told you that? Uh-huh. They may have said you're different, but... Do you always say, but nah... It should be this way. Oh, but now, if I'm saying, here's the thing. Can you ever roll with it? Just roll with it. Tell your neighbor, just roll with it. Just roll with the opinion. Just roll. It's it's okay not to have an opinion all the time. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. Y'all should see what I'm seeing from right here. Amen. Listen, listen, for real. It's okay every now and then to just say, you know what, it's it's cool. All right, we'll roll with what you want. Right? I was talking to the guys yesterday, and we were trying to decide what we're going to eat, right? And and, um, I asked, I said, you ever have that conversation with your wife? And And then that little thing turns into... Nah, forget it then. We're just going to go home then. <clears throat> Come on, y'all. y'all. Y'all ain't playing with me. Y'all. Nah, I don't feel like fish. I want chicken. I don't want chicken. I want steak. I don't want steak. I want Chinese. You know what I mean? And then you're like, you know what? Forget it. Forget I even asked. So I told Chris. Chris was the one naming out all the places. I said, Chris, you pick. Right, and so we ride, and then Javad brought up an idea. I said, "Well, let's go with that route, right?" So we call them like, "Okay, cool, let's do that." Now I was, I, I use, I, when I, when I'm, what I'm doing is I'm using these things as teachable moments. I do the same thing with my kids. It's okay to change your mind, but there's a way to to change your mind where where everybody, what? Come on, somebody. Come on, y'all. But sometimes we are so strong in our belief systems and it's so distorted that we want stuff. Do you know sometimes your spouse don't want to come home? For real. Because they get better conversation outside. Understanding. Uh-oh, he got quiet up in here. Not always opinionative. Not always, I got to one-up on your opinion. But they'll sit by the bus stop. <laughs> That's why some people just go talk to anybody. <laughs> Am I right? Am I? Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. This is for real, y'all. This is some real stuff. 
that we're talking about. And, and listen, okay, he may not be right, but every now and then make him think he's right. And the same thing with the guys. Every now and then roll with it. Come on, y'all. I mean, you ain't got to fake, but you, you know, I mean, if you reasonably look at it, the person's not trying to do something to hurt you. It's your will that you want because you're being stubborn. Come on. If, if it's your wife, you think she's going to tell you something to hurt you? Yeah, strengthen that. Thank you. <laughs> all right, all right. We coming. We coming. We gonna get down. We gonna get down the list. Trust me, I'm moving slow for a reason. Because this is some therapeutic stuff that we need to deal with right here. And if you're single, you argue with yourself. Amen. Everybody else. Sinful baggage. Ephesians four. I think we did that last week, right? Go to number three. Ephesians 4, uh, 29. Read number three for me, somebody. Amen. Let me show you something real quick. Remember this. Uh, I'll say this. Can I say this to you? Watch this. Have you ever did this? You set out to have a good day with your significant other, for real. <laughs> and then you, by the time you get to where you're going, you just don't want to go no more. That with me? Right? But you get a group of guys, a group of girls together, right? And y'all can go anywhere and hang out. You feel what I'm saying? Have a good time. Okay? I truly believe what I said last week. Not only is it flesh and blood, but I believe that Satan looks for opportunities. Why are you looking at her? I wasn't looking at her. <laughs> See, y'all didn't catch that. You feel what I'm saying? I wasn't looking at her, but you were looking at her, but now I wasn't. You know what I mean? I know some of you don't struggle with that. I'm just saying that that's the kind of stuff that throws stuff off. He's with you. What's the problem? <laughs> oh, Bruce said, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you got it back, Bruce. <laughs> See, they fighting back there for real. <laughs> Go to number three for me. What say number three? Or anybody else. I know. I, I remember I told you I use this in counseling, okay? But but your spouse or anybody else, when you per, read it for me, personal tax upon your spouse with what? What else? What else? What? 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 Y'all ain't saying it. I want the next time you say something to your spouse, ask yourself, did you exaggerate? Did you exaggerate? But here's the thing now. That's from your eyes. But they're never going to say, if you ask, did I exaggerate? Yeah, you did. 
But I don't think I did. But yes, you did. But no, I didn't. And then there's another fight. A fight about the fight about who exaggerated. This is some deep stuff, man. I couldn't even make this stuff up. <laughs> but we don't want, but we need to talk about it in church. This is where we come to get help. So, so how many of your communication has been better since we've been learning this? Amen. Watch this. Watch what he says. Exaggerations or what? Blame or what? To your entire relationship. Go, go to, uh, go to um, verse 29. Look what he says. Let no what? Now, come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Let's tell the truth, y'all. Let no what? Proceed out of your mouth, but only such a word as is what? Good. I just start with good. Stop at good. Now, watch this. The word edification, the word there is okotomy in the Greek. And what the word means, the word means to uplift, um, to build a building. Do you not know that if you want a successful marriage or successful relationship with your kids or successful relationship with your job, it's about building. And I call them the building blocks of communication. Building blocks. So when I speak, and, and listen, we're not going to get this right until you continue to practice it, right? You ask yourself the question, did I just add a, a brick to our relationship or did I just remove one? See what I'm saying? Did, did, I, did, I, did I add to the foundation of our relationship or, the, or did I, you know how we get, y'all, we get into our modes, right? And we're like, and we don't communicate with, yeah, mm, whatever. You know what I mean? I mean, words that don't, we don't edify. All right? Now, I'm going to use crystal as an example. You don't mind me using it. You, you sure? I need you to sign disclosure now. Because I, I don't want you to not come back to church. She came in today in my office. She said, oh, I'm so glad, Pastor. I had the house to myself. Y'all need to do that more often. Get out. Because I can have the house too. I need more days by myself. Now let's, let's, let's explore that statement for a minute. Let's just explore that for a second. What message do you think that's sending to Bruce? I could do bad by myself. Y'all ain't trying to hit me. I know she, I, I, see, see, now, 
Now, now see, now you want to justify it, but that wasn't a building block. You just took away from it. Now, we say it, and listen, we say it jokingly, but the point is, we don't even think. I used to always just, seriously, like I used to always speak negative. Like, but the Lord changed my conversation. And then I've met people. I meet people all the time. I meet people. I, there's this one guy, one guy in particular. And even today, I've been knowing him like 12 years. Every time I meet him, how you doing, man? Tired, man. I mean, for 12 years, I've been knowing you. And every time I, I run, I just happen to run into, how you doing? Man, I'm just tired, man. I'm like, are you ever going to be all right? Are you ever? But what I'm saying is, to say that is to say to Bruce, well, I'm sure glad you were gone. Now, there's a way you could have said that. Am I right? How would you have said it if you were really thinking about it? See how you start in that conversation? Go ahead. See, when you use words like always, that's not true. (laughs) All right, then. See, always and stuff like that, that stuff is damaging. I'm telling you, but but you're good. That's good. But you see what I'm saying? So we're going to learn. This is what we're learning. We're just learning how to talk to each other, y'all. You follow what I'm saying? Because if we don't, we're going to be miserable. And we're only going to be mad. We're going to be married, but stay married because the Lord said he hate divorce. The Lord don't want you to get married and be unhappy. Come on, y'all. I didn't get married to be unhappy. But I wish somebody would have sat my butt down and told me, man, this is how you're supposed to do it. Come on, y'all. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. For real. Nobody taught me this. So I had to learn, and I'm still learning, that when I open my mouth, I got to what? What? Build up. And you know what some of us do? We nitpick. We nitpick everything. Everything has to be to your specifications. Why? Why does it have to be your specification? Why can't we come together and say, okay, um. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, good. We can agree on this. If it's blue, let's just make it. Let's mix my blue and your yellow. And where are my teachers at? What do you get when you mix blue and yellow, baby? All right, green. So there we go. That's our color. Our color is green. <laughs> so you know you got a piece of it, and I got a piece of it, and we all happy. But that ain't how it go in real life. I wish it would, but what we've done is we're not spirit-filled. Go on eternity and listen to what I've been talking about there. And when you're not spirit-filled, the devil will take an opportunity. He says, let no unwholesome word proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good for edification. Watch this now. And I I dealt with this before. According to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who what? And verse 30 is the key to this whole verse. 
the verse I never thought about like this, but watch this. When we argue, we're not spirit-filled. But when we argue, what we're doing is we are grieving the Holy Spirit of God. And that's not good, y'all. That's not good. And God is saying, listen, I want you living like that. I don't want you living like that. Matter of fact, why would you even want to live like that? And a lot of people get divorced, right? But if they had this piece of paper right here. Now, I gave you all this paper. How many of you did the back piece of it together as a couple? Nobody. Nobody. You didn't even think about it. See, here's the thing. You have materials, but you got to read. You're unhappy, but you don't want to do what it takes because you think, poof, uh, genie Jesus is going to fix it. Ooh, if I just stay in the spirit. Ooh, ooh, you're not going to take my Jesus out of me today. No, oh, oh, you're not going to do that. I ain't going to let you. The devil is a lie. Oh, yeah. Or the devil is a lie. You're not going to do that. Read the paper, man. <laughs> Pick up the paper. Sit down with your spouse. Baby, question number one. Let's attack the problem. What's the problem? We got a whole bunch of them. <laughs> okay. Well, let me give you one of my one of my counseling techniques. Take whatever problems you have on a scale from one to 10, 10 being the highest, tackle the first one first. Number 10. All right? Now watch this real quick. Uh, y'all real, real cold, man. Y'all looking at me real cold. Number four. You are unfair when what? Read that for me, somebody. Uh oh. If you want, you want, you want to, you want to have food. I like food too. <laughs> you want yeah, I, you, I'm going to do it from now on from now on I ain't never fixing nothing for you but I'm acting like you come on y'all read on see the very thing that you said, boom, he won't do it. I ain't going to do that no more. Go to Matthew 7 real quick, and I got one minute. I'm going to use my whole minute. Yeah, 12. I'm going to take my time here because I already know. I already know what's going on. I already know what's going on. Uh-huh. Go, go to verse 7 for me. I just want to show you something. All right? You are unfair when you fail to do what you, what? And so you have the assumption that if you won't change, then I'll act the same way too. So guess what? We ain't, we going to live like, guess we're going to live like up in here. I told you, watch the movie, The War of Roses. Watch it, watch it, watch it again. Watch it with new eyes. 
No, it's an old movie. I think you, you can get it on YouTube. But, but, but the message in there is powerful, man. They start off great. And then she woke up one morning and just slapped them in the face and said, I don't want to be married to you no more. Now, here's what got him. He got sick, had a heart attack, went to the hospital. Spoiler. Because <laughs> y'all not going to watch it. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, went to the hospital. She never came. They called the house. Now, you know, I got another piece. I got another, I got a, I got a, another lesson entitled, When You Don't Love Your Spouse No More. Okay. I'm going I'm to I'm deal with that, too. But watch this. She didn't even go. When he got home, he's like, didn't you know I was a, didn't you know I was a, I don't care. Now, you know that's cold. When you get to the point where you're like, I don't care. And some of us have gotten to that point where we just don't. But why did you get married? Oh, you thought it was cool. Love. Oh, I love you. Read for me, verse 7. I know my time is up. But y'all took me there. I'd give you the spoiler because I knew you weren't going to watch the movie. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks, what? And he who seeks, what? And to him who, what? All right. What man is there among you? When his daughter asks for a loaf of bread, I will give her a stone. Yes, I will. Or if you, he asks you for a fish, he will not give him a what? A snake, will he? know what Jesus is saying, right? Jesus said, if you ask, if your kids ask you for something, you're going to give it to them. So what's the difference between my relationship with you? Somebody brought up something really powerful yesterday, Bruce. Bruce brought up, man, it, it, it impacted me. For real. When we say impact man, it impacted me. Every time we come together, I'm looking to be impacted by the men. But he said something that was real powerful to me. He said, Pastor, I remember when it was just me, you, Reverend James, Reverend Deacon Hurd, and, and Robinson. But you started to pray. We started to pray for men. And now we got at least two rows filled up of men. That's powerful, man. That we asked God for something. And he gave it to us. So if you ask God to fix your marriage, to fix your conversation, to fix you, to prepare you for marriage, do you not know that God can answer your prayer? He can answer, y'all. But the question is, do you want to look at the part of you that you don't even like? Come on. He says, verse 11, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father who's in heaven give what is good, what is what? Good to those who ask him. Look at verse 12. In everything, therefore. You know what the therefore is there for? Look at context. In the context of prayer. You want your prayer answered. And, and husbands, let me help you with something. If you don't live with your wife in an understanding way, your prayers are hindered. Wives, you jacked up too. 
if you don't submit to that man with a gentle and quiet spirit, which is precious in the sight of God. You leave that to God. Listen, let God deal with him. Let God deal with him. But listen, y'all doing big things. You don't need your prayers being handled, hindered, right? You got plans, you got dreams, right? And you're wondering, why is things falling apart like this? Because some y'all ain't getting along. And because y'all ain't getting along, why would God bless you? Come on. In everything, he says. In what things? I'm sorry, I'm staying a little long here, but watch this. In what? In everything. Therefore, do what? How do you treat strangers better than your spouse? How? He says, treat people the same way you want them to treat you. This is just principles, y'all. For this is the law of the prophets. Treat each other right. If I Listen, if I won't receive that for myself, why should I give it to you? If I won't talk to my boss like that, why do I talk to you like that? Come on, somebody. You know, we meet told straight. How you doing? But come home, you know the real deal. You're like, you in there. And this is what you do, too. You go home, you're like, you fronting in church all the time, just smiling.